Welcome to Burnside at Home this week. It's Richard here and thank you for listening uh, via your telephone line or as a podcast. It's great that you're able to stay connected with us in this way. The theme for our service this week is faith over fear and I'll be talking about that throughout the service. As usual, things will be in a slightly different order so that you can get to the sermon quicker if that's what you want to hear. Uh, but So after this introduction, there'll be a welcome, a prayer, a Bible reading, and then the sermon. After the sermon, there'll be all the other parts of the service as well. This week, there's a report from Malawi about the re- from the Reverend Terry McMullen, and then Terry will also lead us in prayer. Jasmine Morris has joined us from a university in Manchester and she'll give an introduction as to what she's been doing and then play a beautiful violin duet. Louise Glenn joins us from Bristol and she will be singing Cornerstone and then we will finish with a short explanation of why Jesus and then a children's talk that was recorded and sent to the Port Stewart Primary School which remains open, looking after the children of key workers. And do remember at uh, the primary school and pray for it. The principal of the school was delighted and she asked us to pray as she plans to reopen in September. That's a packed service for you this week. I know that many of you are also missing our midweek Bible study. And this week I started a short Bible study on the website centred around the 23rd Psalm. The Bible study is in five short parts, Monday to Friday, examining a verse or a couple of verses each day. I plan to put all five studies together and put them on the phone line uh, on Wednesday and they will stay there until Friday. So if you have your Bible open at the 23rd Psalm and ring the same number on Wednesday, you will have the Bible study uh, to look at or to listen to. Hope you're enjoying our worship during these difficult times. Uh, My prayer is that you would know God's blessing as you seek him each day. So please stay listening for the rest of our service. Welcome to Burnside at Home. It's wonderful yet again that you're able to join with us as we worship God today. And this is now the 14th service that we have recorded uh, since the lockdown began. We've had a couple of midweek services, so this is now the 12th Sunday. And our theme for today is Faith Over Fear. It started off at the beginning of the week as Faith Not Fear, but I quickly realised that it's very hard not to be fearful in these days. There are certain things that we need to be fearful about. There are certain things that it's healthy to be fearful about. But as we come to worship God today, we want to have faith over our fear. We want to have faith over everything else that happens in our lives. So let's come together and worship God and let's put our faith over fear and over everything in our lives. Last week we celebrated Pentecost together, the coming of the Holy Spirit. And this Sunday is traditionally Trinity Sunday, when we celebrate Father, Son and Holy Spirit. So as our call to worship today, it's a call for us to experience God as Father, Son and Holy Spirit. We believe in God the Father who reveals his love to us 
in Jesus Christ. We believe in God the Son who pours out God's Holy Spirit on us. We believe in the Holy Spirit who teaches us God's truth. We believe in one God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, who this day brings us faith over fear. Amen. Let us join together in prayer. Almighty God, you are the power behind all we see, grace beyond all we know, love before all we meet. We cannot comprehend your majesty. We only know your presence in our lives. You who knew us before we were born. You who will cradle us after our last breath. We cannot encompass your glory. Instead, we marvel at the works of your hand as made, and we worship and adore you. Heavenly Father, it seems too good to be true that you would care for mere mortals like us in our messy lives, often caught up with the trivialities, that you would mould us in your own image, social creatures with a divine spark, you're so good. We'd rather not believe, rather not see your image in those around us, crying out for love and companionship, rather not see your wisdom underpinning creation, groaning at our want and waste and exploitation. God, above all, help us with our unbelief this day, our incredulity, our self-preserving acts which isolate and harm. Pour mercy into our hearts and souls today, giving us eyes to see and ears to hear. May we know the love of our Heavenly Father. May we know the salvation that comes through faith in Jesus Christ. May we know the wonderful gift of your Holy Spirit in our lives. And may you enable us to have faith over fear in all that we do. Amen. It is amazing what God has done for us. That we sometimes wonder how could it be that God would save us. That he would send his own son to die for us. And so we're going to begin our service this morning with a hymn of testimony. A, a hymn declaring our faith in God. And can it be that I should gain an interest in my Saviour's blood? Our Bible reading today is from Mark chapter 5 verses 35 to 43. And it's the passage about Jairus and his daughter who has died and Jesus comes along into the situation. While Jesus was still speaking, some men came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, don't be afraid, just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James and John, the brother of James. When they came to the house of the synagogue ruler, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, 
Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl stood up and walked around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Amen. It would be very easy today to bring a message to you which simply says, look, you've got to have faith instead of fear. Don't be afraid of all the uncertainty. Don't be afraid of everything that's going on in the world around you. Simply put your trust in God and you'll be fine and, and everything will be great in your life. But you know as well as I know today that there is a lot of fear and at times that fear is justified. We've been thinking throughout the service today about the fears that we can have, whether it's fear of the dark, whether it's fear of being on your own, whether it's fear of having nobody with you to help. And in this coronavirus lockdown period, we are fearful at times because we don't know what's happening and we don't know what the future holds and we don't know how we're going to get around it. So today's message is all about us trying to have faith over our fear. The fear doesn't disappear, but we put faith in Jesus Christ and that helps us to cope with the fear and it also helps us to progress through life while the fear is still there. We read earlier from Mark's Gospel the story of Jairus and his daughter who died. And we see from that story very clearly that, that sometimes fear is helpful. Because there was a man, Jairus, whose daughter was very, very ill. And Jairus was fearful. He was afraid that his daughter was going to die. He was afraid because she was so ill. He was afraid because there was nothing that he could do about it. And that fear drove him and motivated him. And so today, I want us just to learn a few simple lessons from Jarius to see how the fear that we're experiencing at the moment can actually be of benefit and can be of help to us. And so in fearful situations, we must put our trust, our faith in Jesus Christ and there find our help. And so firstly, I want us to see today that a fearful situation can help us clarify our priorities. Sometimes we just go through life and everything seems fine and there are no big problems in life. We don't have to think too much about the future. We don't have to think too much about what we're doing. But when fear enters our lives, suddenly we get our priorities sorted out. We realize what is important, what we should be putting our time and our energy into, and what we should forget about. 
and coronavirus lockdown has shown us very clearly what our priorities are because that fear of what's happening suddenly we realize what is important and what isn't we realize that being with other people is the thing that's important to us being with family being with friends it's not necessarily our jobs or our achievements or our possessions it's other people and being with them and so the fear has helped us sort that out and realize what it is. And for Jarius, Jarius realized because of his fear for his daughter that she was the most important thing to him. And so he was prepared to go and find Jesus. He was prepared to stand up to all of his friends who perhaps thought that Jesus uh, was just a, a strange person who was teaching strange things. He was prepared to stand up against the, the Jewish leaders of the day and say, I'm going to Jesus for help. And in coronavirus lockdown, many people have thought, well, you know what? Jesus is what's important. Jesus is the one that I can find help in. Jesus is the one that I can trust in. And maybe even today you've been thinking a lot about Jesus and you've been wondering, should I put my trust in him? Is there any point in doing it? And the whole point of Jesus is that he is able to give us faith and that faith will override our fear and will help us in our day-to-day -day lives. Jesus is the light of the world as we've already been thinking about and that light drives out the darkness and the fear and the uncertainty and gives us someone to trust in and to hold on to. Secondly, fearful situations <coughs> excuse me, strip away our pride. And so we're able to uh, realize that uh, our pride has gone. And we realize that it's important to trust uh, in someone who's greater than us. Many people go about this life and they think that they are all important, that they're able to cope with everything that comes their way. But whenever we're fearful, we realize, well, maybe I can't cope. Maybe I'm not as strong as I thought I was. Maybe I need to trust in someone greater than me. I need to turn to God and trust in Jesus Christ for help. Then also fear can remind us of our mortality. While life's going well, we just get on with things and we live life and we fill our lives with busyness and things. And then whenever we're fearful, suddenly we realize, well, there could be an end to this life. One day I'm going to die. One day I better be prepared for that death. And certainly with Jarius, he realized whenever his daughter was ill that she might not live as long as he does. That he might have this terrible sadness of seeing his daughter die in front of him. And he realizes his own mortality and so he goes and he finds Jesus so that there can be a solution to this fear that he's feeling. So fear can be an opportunity to trust in God, to find God, to, to search for him and find purpose in him. Somebody has said that we hang the heaviest weights by the thinnest of wires. Sometimes we put the most important things in our lives and we just attach them by very thin, breakable wires. We're relying on the most fragile of things to get through life. 
Whereas Jesus Christ tells us that he is strong, that he, we can hang any weight on him. He will take our burdens upon himself and he will hold them and he will keep us safe. So if we're frightened, we need to turn to him and trust in him and find hope in him. Whatever our fearful situation, it can be of so much benefit. It can clarify our priorities. It can strip away our pride. It can drive us to trust in Jesus Christ, whatever it is that we're facing in life. So don't allow pride to paralyze you. Don't allow fear to paralyze you during this lockdown period. Yes, we don't know what's ahead. We don't know what the future holds. We've been given these little bits of insight about dates when certain things are going to happen, possibly if everything carries on the way that it is. But all those things are uncertain. And Jesus Christ is the only one who is certain. He is the rock that we can build our lives upon. He is the one that we can stand upon. He's the one that we can rely upon. And he is unchanging. So if you trust in him today, he'll be with you today, but he'll also be with you tomorrow. And he'll be with you in the middle of July. And he'll be with you into August and September. He'll be with you into next year. Indeed, he will be with you into eternity. That's what we need to remember today. That Jesus Christ is not just for a time of fear, but he's forever and ever. He's for the rest of this life, however long or short it may be, and then he is for all eternity. If we have faith in him, then that will override any fear that comes our way in this world. Let's bow in prayer and let's ask Jesus to help us with our faith and fear. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you that we can put our faith in Jesus this day. Lord, may that faith be secure in Jesus. And may it override all of our fear. That whatever fears we have, may we look to you and find hope and find purpose in you. For Lord, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Final hymn today is Great is Thy Faithfulness. It is an incredible hymn with incredible lyrics where we are reminded that our God is faithful and that is why we can put our faith in him. Every day, his mercies that he pours out upon us are reliable and they are new and they are fresh. So let's worship God. Great is thy faithfulness. Good morning, everyone. Today, Richard has asked me to focus our thoughts and prayers on Malawi, the small, poorly resourced country in Central Africa where our family lived many years ago and where we continue to visit friends and the Zomba Action Project. Malawi is twice the size of Ireland and its population is 18 million, 9 million being under the age of 18. Currently, the harvesting of the maize crop is taking place and thankfully there has been enough rain for a good harvest since 16 million people living in the rural areas depend on maize for their daily food.
The churches, and especially the Presbyterian Church, continue to grow, and the members are able to meet in groups of up to 100. Youth and women's and other meetings can take place, and the Work of Scripture Union can continue through Bible studies and promotion of Bible reading in villages and urban communities. Regarding COVID-19, Malawi started taking precautions in mid-March, closing schools and universities as well as closing the borders, but couldn't go into total lockdown since most people have to go to the market every day to buy food. Wearing masks and social distancing is encouraged but is difficult to achieve. Up to the end of May, there were only a 100 cases of COVID-19, with four deaths. Since the 1st of June, the number of cases has grown rapidly to over 400, as several hundred migrant workers return from South Africa and quarantine is difficult to manage. These people will likely spread the virus. There are also over 4,000 suspected cases of COVID-19, which cannot be checked since there are very few testing facilities. Deaths, thankfully, remain at four. Health workers are ostracised since people think that they will infect them. The situation is not out of control, but the health services would be unable to cope if the number of people infected by the deadly virus continues to escalate. The presidential election last year was declared invalid and another election ordered by the High Court is due to take place on the 23rd of June. Already election rallies are being held and the thousands of people who have been attending them could end up spreading COVID-19. There is also the possibility of violence breaking out among supporters of the different candidates. Finally, Volker and Genio Glissman are global mission partners in Malawi and their family are well. Volker is working from home, Genyog is teaching music online and Lena, Misha and Lucas are homeschooling. Lena is due to go to university in Northern Ireland, but it is uncertain if she will be able to go in September. Let us join together in prayer. Eternal God, our loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of prayer. And we thank you that this morning we come to pray particularly for the nation of Malawi. We thank you, O God, for the Christian Church in Malawi, and we pray your blessing upon its members as they seek to do all possible to limit the extent of COVID-19 in their nation. We pray, Father, for your blessing today upon the government in all the decisions that they will make with regard to the future. And we pray, Father, too, for all politicians, that they may behave in a way that will bring glory to your name 
and not her hurt or harm the people in any way. We ask, Father, today for your blessing and encouragement for all who work in the health services in Malawi, and we pray that you would encourage them as they cope with the escalation of the number of COVID-19 cases coming into the hospitals at this time. We pray for your continued blessing, O God, in the life of the nation, and we remember especially those who have lost jobs as a result of this lockdown, and people who are suffering, O God, because they cannot be able to feed their families. Grant your continued blessing and encouragement, we pray, to those who continue to work for a, a real democratic society in Malawi. And we do pray, loving Father, that you would encourage them in all that they would do. We pray for the church. We pray for Christian organizations. We pray for all people who help their neighbors in this particular crisis. And we do ask, loving Father, that all who honor the name of Jesus Christ may glorify his name in all that they would do. We give you thanks, our Father, for the good harvest that has come in Malawi. And we do pray that you will grant your blessing to all of its people as they look forward to the future, a future that will be good for them in your will and purpose. We pray, Father, too, for other nations in Africa as well, suffering from the same COVID-19. And we commend them to you also. We pray this in our Saviour's name and for his sake. Amen. Hello Burnside, it's Jasmine here and today I'm going to be playing a violin duet with myself. This video has taken quite a lot of editing so fingers crossed everything turns out okay. Um, okay, so this piece is originally written by Shostakovich and it's basically a cluster of five pieces but I'm only going to be playing the first piece because it's my favourite out of all of them. Um, so basically back in September, whenever I began college, um, me and one of my colleagues decided to play this and the minute we started playing the first movement we just fell in love with the harmonies, the accompaniment, everything. It's, it's truly, truly gorgeous and I would highly recommend everyone goes and listen to it on YouTube. You can just key in five pieces for violin and piano and Shostakovich should come up. Um, but yeah, it's not too long and it's truly sensational. I love it. Um, so since I was at Burnside last, it feels like a long time ago. Um, I've done many auditions, many concerts, many gigs, and I truly could not ask for anything more. College is just everything that I could have dreamed of. It's just absolutely great. And I really can't wait to go back in September. You know, I love home and everything, but college is just unreal. So yes, I hope you enjoy. And I hope everyone is staying safe and well during these times because it is crazy at the minute and also if anyone has any requests or recommendations for what I can play please let me know and I'd be happy to.
As I speak to the boys and girls today, I'm also going to be speaking uh, to the boys and girls who are in Port Stewart Primary School. Uh, those who have parents who are key workers, are vulnerable, are coming along to school each day and the school is open to look after them. Uh, and so today, uh, my message to the boys and girls is also going to be sent down to the primary school. Uh, so you'll notice a, a slight different uh, emphasis uh, whenever I, I'm speaking and whenever I'm talking to the children today. And this is just to bring them greetings. Normally I would go down on a Friday uh, and take an assembly in the primary school. Uh, so this is instead of doing that. So you're welcome uh, to this assembly as well. Boys and girls of Port Stewart Primary, I am missing going down to Port Stewart Primary on a Friday morning to take assembly. My name's Richard. I minister in Burnside Church along the Mill Road in Port Stewart. And it used to be great going down, hearing you all singing uh, and getting you all to answer whenever I had uh, lots of questions to ask. So I'm not able to be down with you in person, but I thought I would send you this video of a little story, a little thing that's been happening to me. And uh, hopefully you'll realize that uh, although you're there in an empty uh, school at the moment, that you're not forgotten about. And I'm here in our church, and as you can see, it's empty here as well. I'm on my own having to make our service up as I go along. So boys and girls, I want to tell you about something strange that I shouted this past week. And I don't think I've ever shouted this before in my life. I was walking along the street and I shouted, there's a dinosaur at the golf course. Now, you might think to yourself, has he gone mad? Why is he shouting, there's a dinosaur at the golf course? And normally, if you heard somebody shouting that, you would either think that they were a little bit eccentric or you would be really frightened and you would start running in the opposite direction. There's a dinosaur, there's a dinosaur, we've got to get out of here. But the person that I shouted that phrase to was glad. They were pleased. They were delighted whenever I said dinosaur at the golf club. We were out for a walk. We were walking along the street and there was a mother uh, pushing a buggy with a child in it. And as uh, we uh, approached and went out onto the road to go out round them, the mother said something to the child. And I couldn't hear everything that the mother said, uh, but it was something about a dinosaur. And I immediately said to her, there's a dinosaur at the golf club. Because whenever we'd been walking past, I had noticed a little purple dinosaur cuddly toy lying on the footpath. And I thought, somebody must have lost it. And somebody will be looking for that. But I had no idea who it belonged to or how to get it back to the person who owned it. But whenever I heard the word, I was able to say, there. And off went the father to look for the dinosaur and to bring it back. Because that dinosaur was going to bring a lot of comfort and a lot of help to that child. I don't know if you still have a special cuddly toy. I used to have a, a teddy that I loved. And one day we lost the teddy. Well, one day I lost the teddy. I think we'd been out in the shops and I'd just left the teddy down somewhere. And it came to night time and I no longer had it. And of course, the tears started. I needed my teddy to get to sleep. Now, I don't have a teddy uh, to, uh, to, to get me to sleep 
at night. But I do have someone who's always with me and who takes away the fear because I'm able to put faith in him. And that's my friend, Jesus Christ. And he can be your friend as well. And Jesus is able to be with us at all times, whenever we're frightened, whenever we're not sure what the future holds, what's going to happen. We can trust in Jesus and he promises to be with us. I want to tell you about a story in the Bible. It's from John chapter 6. And you can maybe look it up and read it for yourself as well. The disciples are in a boat and they suddenly become frightened. This is what it says. When evening came, Jesus' disciples went down to the lake where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed three or three and a half miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water. And they were terrified. But he said to them, it is I, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. The disciples were frightened until Jesus spoke to them and came into the boat. And that's the same in our lives. We can be frightened until we listen to what Jesus has to say to us. And Jesus has promised to help us, to be with us and to take away our fear. We're going to listen to a song now, and it's a song about fear. Though I feel afraid of territories unknown, although I don't know what's ahead, I know that Jesus is with me and that he will keep me safe. Today, as we ask, why Jesus? I want to tell you that Jesus is worth trusting in because Jesus is the light of the world. I don't know about you, but I am reasonably frightened of darkness. Not the type of darkness that we have in Port Stewart at night, but the type of darkness that you get if you're out in the country at night. We used to live in a big old farmhouse, and at night it would get dark, properly dark. No street lights, no other houses nearby, completely black. So if you went out at night into the yard, you couldn't see anything around you. The worst thing was taking the bin out uh, down the lane at night. And you had to make sure that you took the bin out early enough in the day so that you weren't faced with the darkness. And today we're thinking about faith over fear. We're thinking about how we can put our faith in Jesus Christ and put that over the fear that we might experience in our lives. And we're able to do that because although the darkness results in fear, although we're not sure of what's ahead, we can't see clearly into the future, and therefore we are fearful, Jesus is the light of the world. He lights up the world. He lights up the darkness. He removes the darkness from us. We're told in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 5, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. And that's why Jesus, because he is the light. 
The psalmist tells us in Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And therefore, faith in God is over fear. Faith in God is better than fear. Faith is able to take over our fear and help us survive. Fear paralyzes us. Fear stops us being able to do the things that we want to do. But the light of Jesus Christ sets us free and enables us to go out into this world and to live lives that are free and happy. So let's trust in Jesus today. Why Jesus? Because he's the light of the world. The light takes away the darkness and faith in him overcomes fear. Once again today, thank you for your generosity as you continue uh, to give to uh, God's work here in Burnside. We want to, as we would often do in church whenever the offering plate is passed round and people worship God with offering, we want to take this moment to give thanks to God and uh, to dedicate your offerings uh, to the Lord's work. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for the faith that you have given us through your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you for your continued presence with us through your Holy Spirit. And so today, Lord, we thank you for all of your goodness and we ask that you would accept these, our offerings now, and that they would be used for your kingdom, that others might come to you and find faith this day. Amen. So now we leave this time of worship today. And while so much of the road ahead is uncertain and the path is constantly changing, we know some things that are solid and sure. As solid and sure as the ground beneath our feet and the sky above our heads. So now my prayer and my blessing for you today at the end of this time of worship is we know that God is love. We know faith comes from Jesus Christ. And we know the Holy Spirit takes away fear. Be with us now, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.